the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by Aria Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey. Hey folks, welcome back to the Benefits Corner podcast. Good to be sitting back in front of the mic today. We've got a great podcast lined up. Our guest today is Julie Godry, Head of Group Life and Health at RBC Insurance. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Since I came into the business well over 20 years ago, there hasn't been a heck of a lot of changes, or I guess I could say change hasn't come all that rapidly. But certainly in the last little while there's been a lot of innovation among the carriers and certainly RBC is is at the forefront of that so in this conversation with Julie we really learned a lot about some of the innovations going on uh, in the industry and kind of where we're heading over the next few years I really enjoyed this conversation I hope you do too Hey, Julie. So thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me here. You know, we we have a good history with RBC, actually. We've had a few of your colleagues on in the past, Ken Bowman Mm -hmm. and Matt Butters, Mm -hmm. and uh, got a lot of good feedback on those episodes. So we already know a lot about RBC, but I know there's always a ton of stuff going on. So again, thanks for uh, joining me. I thought as maybe a way of introduction, you could tell us a little bit about about your role at RBC, Julie. Mm -hmm. Sure. So uh, my role, I'm responsible for our group life and health business at RBC Insurance. So what that means is together with my team and all of our colleagues across RBC Insurance. So my team is responsible for setting the strategic direction of the business, our products, our strategy. We're responsible for the financial results. uh, And we partner with our colleagues across operations, sales, et cetera, to to deliver on that vision and our objectives for the business. Okay. Interesting. Now, what's your background? Like, how did you find your way here? Because, and then for my audience, just so you know, I actually know this story and then I'm teasing it out of Julie because I think it's a unique story about how you ended up where you are. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people have some unique career journeys, but I am often told that mine is uh, somewhat unique when it comes to insurance uh, and at RBC as well. So uh, my background is in healthcare. After uh, eight long years of school, graduating uh, as a doctor of chiropractic, I practiced for quite a number of years um, and thoroughly loved what I was doing. But at some point uh, down the road, I started thinking about what part about my job, about my role do, that I have today, just inspires me. What am I just so fired up about going to work every day? And it was really the healthy living advice that I was giving to patients, the counseling piece, encouraging them to lead a healthy lifestyle. And so when I was thinking about what next for me from a career perspective and rethinking how I wanted to work, um, that was back in a time when uh, employee wellness wasn't even something that most employers thought of. Uh, And only the most progressive companies were really thinking about that. And so I had blue sky thinking what my dream job would be like and realized it was going to be a health promotion type role, probably in a large corporate setting where I could take my love of helping one person at a time get healthy and do it perhaps thousands of people at a time at, at a large employer who was also passionate about that. 
that didn't exist very much uh, back then uh, in the mid 2000s. But RBC was one of those really progressive employers who was thinking about the importance of taking care of our employees to help them to be the most healthy they can be and also engaged. And so they were looking for someone like me, somebody with a holistic background uh, on healthcare, uh, who could bring that experience and design an employee wellness strategy uh, and implement it and lead that across across the country and eventually the global wellness strategy for RBC. So that was my first role uh, in RBC, but it was within the pensions and benefits team in HR. Oh, and okay. so I was working side by side my colleagues who were responsible for group benefits and saw very quickly how they were so closely connected, how a wellness program uh, could really benefit the employee benefits programs we were delivering to our employees and how they were so very well connected. And so we started working together much more often and over time, just exposure to, and after a few years, I ended up taking on responsibility for all of our employee benefits at RBC for Canadian employees and retirees. So it's a large, large employee block uh, at the time, over 55,000 employees and 15,000 retirees. So a large group. And with that, I was responsible for design, implementation, communication, financial management, all of those aspects of our employee benefits program and eventually took on financial benefits as well and so just loved what I was doing and in time again when it was time for my next new challenge was looking where am I going to take my my career now where am I going to learn it was right around the time that RBC Insurance was launching group benefit solutions and, and introducing our health and dental uh, product to make us a full suite carrier uh, and they were looking for somebody to help lead the strategic direction of that business and so I joined the team uh, back in 2014 and and uh, a couple of years ago, took on leadership of that team. So it's uh, been an interesting uh, background, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, no kidding. What, one of the things you, you said in, in, when you were chatting and, and, and I focused on was clients or people or yourself wanting to work with wellness mm -hmm. uh, with employees. And I found that over the last 20 years as well. People were really struggling with... You know, yes, I'm offering a benefits plan, and and I and I want you know my employees to use it and be healthy and this sort of thing. But where do I go for a wellness plan? And and I found myself reaching out to my colleagues in the states because they were a little more a little, a little more aggressive, yep. a little more ahead of us. So it's been exciting as an advisor to sit back over the last couple of years yeah. and see wellness really come to the forefront. So that now you can approach a client and say, hey, we have a solution, yeah. and it's a really easy solution to implement. Yeah. And I think you're going to see really good results out of that. So that's very interesting. So next question I would have for you is, you know, that's a really interesting background. How does your, that career journey influence your approach in your current role? Yeah, I think there's two key things that my background lends to my current role. One is I was the, the client essentially for quite some time, right? I was in that plan sponsor role, uh, managing a very large group benefits plan, which meant that I, you know, on a group that big, you kind of see everything, um, anything that could happen in benefits, you're, or, gonna or chat, you're yeah. going to see it. Yeah. And so I often draw on that experience as having been the client and I can't help but be laser focused on the client experience as I think about where we're headed. What do they need from us? What's the challenges they're facing? How can our products and services help them overcome those challenges? And, and just always thinking about what does it mean for them? I can't take that hat off, if you will. It's often uh, in the forefront of, of what I'm thinking about as we, as we think about where to next as a group benefits business. Um, the other thing, obviously, is my background and passion for health and well-being. I mean, that, that certainly informs uh, where I often go to as I think about the role we play. Yes, we're a group benefits provider. We're there to pay claims in times of need. That is obviously 
the core piece of what a group benefits carrier does. But how do we actually make the lives of those clients better? How do we help them lead a healthier lifestyle or make it easier for them to do work with us? Because that's what I wanted as a client, right? I wanted programs that helped me encourage my employees to lead a healthy lifestyle, made it easy for them to make informed decisions about their benefits. So I'm often thinking about that perspective when we make decisions about where to as a business. And as an advisor, that's really exciting to hear that the people who are leading up the direction of a carrier in terms of the products and the services that they're offering. I don't know if you saw, I did a post on LinkedIn last week. I had come out of downtown Toronto and worked with a client and I felt so great about the meeting because the client was looking to me to say, hey, here's what we want to do for our employees. We're excited about the growth that we're having with this company. We've got great employees. What can we bring to them mm-hmm. so that they feel good about the wellness? They feel good about the flexibility that they have with the program and they feel good about the culture that yeah. they're working in, which means they're going to stay and be productive. That's right. So it's so exciting to me to one, to be working with clients like that. And two, to be working with carriers that are going to be able to deliver solutions to that. end. Yeah. So it's very exciting. So, Let's talk a little bit about innovation sure. because I've said this many times. I'm repeating myself. I apologize, audience, <laughs> because I do say it a lot. But again, for the first 20 years of my career in this industry, the carriers were really dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. They, you know, things did happen. I shouldn't say there was no innovation because there was, but things happened very slowly. And I find lately things have really sped up. So what are some of the areas where you're seeing innovation in the industry? Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Robin. That there's, you know, if you think about group benefits from, through the lens of, of products, you're right. There hasn't been a whole lot of change. There's been some incremental change, of course. Sure, we've had yeah. to adapt as time, as time goes on. But big leaps, you know, what defines innovation, right? You're right. There hasn't been a whole lot of that. But in the last few years there is a lot more going on. Certainly the industry, I think, what's driving that level of change and what we're thinking about is just the role that we play of helping improve the lives of our clients. So what role does a group benefits carrier play in that? Are we just the provider of insurance services to their employees or are we really their partner in delivering uh, employee benefits and, and, and total rewards package, right? That's going to uh, improve the lives of their employees. And so when you think about it through that lens of how can we improve the lives of the people that we insure, now all of a sudden you think differently about what we, what we can do, right? And, and we got to think about what do they need? You know, what do they want from us? And that, as we know, is obviously changing, evolving client expectations. That's everywhere. That's not just group benefits. But if we think about specific to health and, and, and well-being, you know, what are the challenges they're facing and how can we do something different to help make that better? So, um, you know, I know that you've had Ken on and I'm sure he spoke a little bit about our Onward uh, program. He did. Yes, he did. Uh, and, and I know he's extremely passionate about that, as am I. Um, but I think it's a great example of thinking differently about the role we play as a benefits carrier. Because in that scenario, here we are, we're dis- you know, providing disability benefits to employees. And if they happen to be on claim for a mental a health condition, depression, anxiety, we'd ensure that they're eligible for that claim and provide the benefits and monitor it over time until they're well enough to recover. But what we're seeing is the nature of that diagnosis often meant it was misdiagnosed, inefficiently treated, and people were waiting to see experts who could really give them the guidance they needed. And as an insurance carrier, you know, that can be tough, right? You're watching your clients perhaps not recovering as well as they can. And so as a company thinking about what can we do differently 
to help make that better. And working with Best Doctors implemented a program where we do expedite access to the experts, make sure they see somebody in a timely manner, make sure that they get the right diagnosis and treatment, and make sure that we actually leverage things like virtual care to deliver that treatment and make sure that they recover as quickly as they can. The results you see when you deliver those kinds of benefits are are amazing. So I think that that's one example. Another example uh, is something that we launched last year, uh, our drug compatibility testing program, or otherwise known as pharmacogenetics. And you would have heard a lot, I'm sure, in the last year or two in the industry of people speaking about that. But that's another example of thinking about the role we play. How do we make it easier for a plan member to perhaps get the right prescription that is both going to be effective for them because their body actually uh, absorbs and uses it, isn't toxic perhaps, or have unwanted side effects, that that happens a lot with medications. And so how can we make it easy for them to get access to a simple test that may help them select the right medication in, in partnership with their physician? But, you know, that test is not available for every drug. And so also part of that program that we've done, uh, partnering with Personalized Prescribing Inc., that's the company that uh, that we work with for that program, um, saying, well, what other testing could be developed over time uh, in some of the more costly uh, categories of drugs. So they're working on developing a pharmacogenetic panel that will help identify uh, the right medication for certain autoimmune uh, conditions, so RA, et cetera, and looking at which drugs would be best because that test doesn't exist today. And so in partnership with them, we're making the test available to plan members on those eligible drugs at no cost. So they can participate in this study and add to the clinical research that will help develop more tools to help people get the right treatment. Why are I remember when I think it was I was attending a meeting or it was for my account executive. I don't know what happened first, but I remember hearing about pharmacogenetic testing. And of course, the carrier RBC was coming out and saying, this is great. Here's how we're going to use it. Your clients are going to benefit. And as an advisor, I have to disseminate all the information coming in from various carriers. And, and you know, before I go back to a client, I have to really do my due diligence and, and sure. make sure. So it sounded like a great thing. And I was having a conversation with a physician who's a, a PhD in genetics as well. And I said, listen, what are your thoughts on this? Would you mind coming on the podcast? And, and I'm not going to tell you what to say. Yeah. But would you mind talking about this? And it was interesting. He came on and we did two role plays. One with very uh, minimal information with a typical patient experience and then one who had access to pharmacogenetic testing. And after when we talked about it, I said, as a physician, so take away your PhD at this point, but as a physician, is this helpful to you? And he said, it's immensely helpful in exactly what you're talking about, getting that person to the right you know, the right drug at the right time mm-hmm. in, you know, and getting that person back to a healthy lifestyle much more quickly than, yeah. it, than it would have happened Absolutely. in the past. So, so that was, that really reinforced for me. And I, and I hope my audience that this is something that's a value and Dr. Angus Franklin had also said there's really huge potential in, mm-hmm. in this market. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. The other thing, Julie, that you had said uh, going back a few minutes that I really liked, and it's, it's how I see myself with my clients, is are you simply a carrier or can you position yourself as a, as a, as a partner? Mm-hmm. And I really do see the people that I work with at the carriers as a partner and certainly my clients as partners. And you had touched on it as well. It's it's heartbreaking when you're sitting back and you're watching a client struggle through something yeah. or their family member struggles through something. And I think I benefit from my dad having been in the business for 35 years. So I grew up in the business and I saw my dad become 
true friends and they still ask him, dad just turned 85 and they're all wishing him happy birthday. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I found myself going down that same road and I do become friends with most of my clients. So I do care. Yeah. So I'm asking the same questions that you, you are, how do I deliver a better experience to not only the business owner, but also to their employees that are going to help them accomplish their goals, keep everyone healthy as yeah. much as possible. That's I mean, right. it's life things happen, but keep everyone happy, active and, and engaged. So I think working with a carrier like that is very much in line with how I want to work with right. my clients as well. So very exciting to hear that. Okay, so lots of cool stuff going on. Is there anything else exciting at RBC that you can tell us about? Uh, for sure. So we talked already about Onward and that program. We've spoken a bit about our pharmacogenetic or drug compatibility program. We've touched on wellness a bit, but I think I'll share a little bit more about our wellness program uh, and another program as well that really build on what I've shared so far. So first and foremost, uh, our wellness program. We talked about my uh, understanding and having experienced having been the client. I was there, right? I was the one that had to develop a solution, a wellness solution for employees. And so I can recall vividly uh, and know that challenges that are faced by an employer when they're thinking about, where do I even begin? And that was for a really large employer with access to resources. I, I, you know, in the vast majority of employers out there, they certainly don't have a wellness person. They That's likely right. don't even have a benefits person. That's They're right. lucky if they have an HR person. Uh, somebody may be wearing many different hats. And uh, to expect them to understand where to begin and also thinking about from a cost perspective, benefits in and of itself is a cost they need to think about. Now, how do they then layer on additional costs for additional services? It can be a challenge. So we know that our employers are faced with challenges such as time, knowing where to begin, and money. And when we started evaluating what to do with wellness, most programs, you had to know what you were doing or you had to go get some expert advice from somewhere and you had to pay. And that was probably the biggest hurdle for the vast majority of employers. And so when we thought about how are we going to design our wellness program, we needed to make sure it over helped employers overcome those obstacles. So we needed to make it somewhat turnkey or easy for them to implement. We needed to do it at no additional cost. So it's attached to our health and dental product. And we also needed to make sure that it did what wellness programs were supposed to do, get people using it for one, and two, uh, actually help them improve their lifestyle. And so when we thought about what should this look like, we knew we needed to leverage best practices in behavior change and also have a hook that would, would pull people in to use it. And so traditional wellness programs are often used by people who are already healthy and that's great yeah but how do you get a bigger group and so when we thought about our program and in partnership with uh, with lifeworks and in designing that program uh, we said we've got to have something that gets more people in so we use perks and discounts and programs to encourage a broader group of people to be interested in downloading the app and seeing what's in there because they can get access to cashback benefits, discounts, etc. There's also um, a recognition or think about it, an opportunity for peer-to-peer -peer interaction at the employer level. And so now you've got a, a new way for employees to interact and encourage each other and hold each other accountable, give each other that virtual high five uh, when something goes well. That too is really powerful in getting people in and using it. But the biggest piece is the why should I care, right? The why would they even care to take action on improving their health? And you got to get to their why factor. Why yeah. should they care? And so instead of taking a one-size-fits-all approach to wellness, which is often how it's been done in the past, and rightly so, it's not easy to deliver a personalized experience. But we said, well, how can we? So we use the solution itself 
to gather insights about their preferences and interests, their health risks that they'll self-identify. But being the insurance provider, we also have uh, information about their claims data. And so bringing that together in a confidential and uh, anonymized way, we're able to then develop profiles and then push out information uh, through the wellness solution that will be of interest to someone, perhaps because they're on a specific medication or they've declared a certain health risk or an interest. And so now we're talking to them about something they care about and they're going to engage. Maybe it's in a new article that they're going to read. Uh, there's some personalized challenges that they can do in there, uh, whatever it might be to get them using the solution uh, and interacting with their colleagues and being rewarded along the way because those progress-based incentives are also key to making change. So that's one of the things I think we're doing differently as it relates to wellness, although we are now see, starting to see, since we've made those announcements a year or so ago now, more and more carriers starting to make these programs available uh, at no additional cost because it's just a fact. We which which is a good thing, Yeah, right? I like, think it's a great thing. You know, one of, one of the things, I'm a member of the CGIB, the Canadian Group Insurance Brokers Association, run by Dave Patriarch. And, and one of the things that I've always loved about Dave is his, he's willing to share anything with anyone. And I think it's it's... The fact that we're seeing other carriers come in with this, now it may be competition for RBC, but as a whole for the industry, giving everyone a better experience. Same as, you know, there are other brokers that will give me feedback on the podcast and say, hey, I really enjoyed that episode. And and one of my friends had made a comment like, really, should you be letting other brokers? First of all, I can't stop them from listening to it. (laughs) But if we take the information as a whole, as, as, as our community of other advisors out there, and we all learn a little bit more, and I have a little small piece in that, then we're all serving our clients better. And, and realistically, there is enough business for everyone. So I agree with Dave. Let's let's share everything we can out there. Now, you might not have the same view with, with your other carriers, but I think I think you get my point that, sure, I you know, I, I think competition is good, um, sharing that information and, and getting that better client experience out. And trying Everybody and testing wins. new things, right? And yeah. seeing what works. And, that, you know, yeah, sure. Would we love to be the first and only to do things? Oh, of course, sure. every carrier would. Yeah. But being the first... And then seeing the impact it can have on the industry and then it becoming sort of the common approach, what a great impact as well, right? To yeah. help move the industry forward is something that I think we can be proud of as well. So. Now, you've talked about some cool stuff, but yeah. I know because I keep my, you know, my, my finger on the pulse. RBC is always doing some cool stuff. Yeah. So what's on the horizon for RBC yeah. right now? Of course, lots lots on the go. But as I think about a couple, and maybe in light of some of the topics we've spoken about today, I'll, I'll touch on a couple. Um, one, and it's again an area where you're seeing a lot of carrier announcements in, is, is in virtual care. You know, we have our own experience uh, with virtual care as it relates to the Onward program. We saw the power of leveraging technology like your phone or your laptop to bring a plan member in the comfort of their own home face-to-face with an expert clinician to deliver the service they might need. We saw the power of that. Not only does it speed up access to care, uh, but there's also um, makes it easier and more comforting as well. So certainly someone who's struggling from depression or anxiety and being face-to-face. Well, makes sense. Right? Yeah, it's, it makes it's, total sense. it's been incredible, the uh, the impact we've seen of that. So we've often thought, and, and uh, the advisors we work with and our clients as well have said, okay, now how do you take that and, and make it bigger and applicable to all, not just to those who are on claim? And so there's a lot of movement happening in the virtual care space right now, whether that's uh, in the primary care space around how do I connect someone potentially to a physician. They've got a prescription refill, a rash they want looked at, whatever it might be, but also in the mental health space. And I, I think that there's a real big opportunity for us to crack the nut there on 
how do we take those who long before they're unwell enough to be off work, but while they're still at work, and a huge proportion of our employee population, Canadians in general, are struggling with a variety of challenges in the mental health space. How do we get them help sooner? And is virtual care the tool that will help us do that? And so we're actively exploring right now what the right model is, as are a lot of the carriers we partner with who are implementing programs, whether it's attached to disability management, like we've done already, or on an optional basis, attached to other areas. And so we're, we're actively exploring that now. So I can't share the details yet. All right, where we're all headed, right. Uh, but I'd love to come back when we can. You're right. Welcome back anytime. Anytime you've got an announcement, you know, we can put it out there, you know, let me know. That's one area for sure that we're exploring. I think the other topic, um, and again, it's not necessarily innovative and, and new to the industry in general, but what we're seeing happen is plan designs or opportunities for customization is something that used to be really reserved only for the very large employers out there. That's right. And now with evolving client expectations, you're seeing a demand for plan designs that used to be for the over a few thousand employees down to companies under a hundred employees. And that's just probably in the war for talent and trying to attract and retain employees. And so we too are are mindful of that and thinking, okay, how do we bring solutions that offer more choice, more flexibility? And so we're working on new plan designs and and solutions for that as well. And that's, that's really important because you know, the the world is is changing and and we have a client coming on in, I think at about two weeks time on the podcast and when we first met him, had the traditional plan, very, very much a plan that had been in place for the last 20 years, but his workforce had changed dramatically. Yeah. Uh, a lot of younger people who were looking at the plan saying, that doesn't make sense for me. So we really did a lot of work in the background to create something very customized, and I would say very different from the traditional uh, route, and it's and it's gone extremely well. So I asked him to come out of the podcast and just share that experience. So you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I think that's, a, that's probably a good spot to wrap it up for now. I did notice in your bio that you run that you're a marathoner yes julie what is it about running that appeals to you and then maybe as a a follow-up to that question does any of that carry over to your work life Yes. Uh, so yes, and yes. I can. I can uh, definitely share. So running is something for anybody to be physically active on a regular basis. You got to find what you love, right? I mean, because if you don't like it, the likelihood you're, you're not going to do it. Yeah, so right? true. So running for me uh, was one of those things I, I picked up many, many, many years ago. But why I loved it was not just the physical benefits, but for me, it's almost a bit meditative. I, I joke that I've probably saved thousands and thousands of dollars in therapy by having been a runner because. I often get lost in my thoughts while I'm running. I love to run outside, a different scenery the whole time, year round. Doesn't matter. Oh wow, you're, you're uh, brave. Yeah. You're <laughs> one of the brave ones I see. Well, it depends. Maybe I'm, I'm getting becoming a little more fair weather in my uh, older age, but I get a lot of thinking then, for sure. So, like I said, there's that physical benefit, absolutely, that is obvious. But the mental benefit of my processing my thoughts, whether it's reflecting on my day, um, I often have great ideas about work-related things, or if there's a conflict, I'm facing work or personal sometimes I work it all out on my own while running just pounding the pavement something about it is somewhat meditative and really is uh, is helpful both physical and mental health so that's my day-to-day running I think when I choose to train for a race and and I've done a handful of them I haven't done a full marathon in, in a little while but last year I tried uh, triathlons oh, for the first wow. time so I needed a new challenge something new and that was hard but something about uh, setting a a target, right? A goal that just feels slightly out of reach and then working your way there and rewarding yourself or celebrating those incremental successes as you get that feeling of accomplishment 
And how that's translated just to my confidence in being able to do things I've never done before has been amazing over my lifetime, right? It's, it's taught me that if I set my mind to something and if I develop a plan and, and get some expert advice maybe or have people cheering me on at the sidelines or whatever it might be, that honestly, I can achieve that. I can do it, right? And, and then that feeling of accomplishment when you do do it has been really impactful. And it translates to work as well. I mentioned already that Sometimes I think things through while I'm running and that definitely benefits my work, but also just thinking about my own journey in making sustained health improvements and sticking to those plans. That's informed as well some of our uh, thinking around some of our programs about what does it take to help people actually make sustained health improvements in their life and, and how will they stick to it over time. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I just started, we were talking before yeah. the podcast and I just started running this year because I needed a replacement. I'm officially retired from jujitsu. So lifelong martial artist and I, and I finally retired and I just couldn't stop. I mean, I needed to find something else to replace it. But I've always said, whether it's martial arts, whether it's running, whether it's training for a triathlon, like, yeah. you, like you just said, I think it's really important for humans to face adversity, yeah. right? For all the reasons that you just said, for the mental health benefits, for the physical benefits, but I think it does make you a better, stronger person. And I think it does give you perspective because like you just said, you, you trained hard, it was very difficult, you accomplished it. And now you can look back and you can use that to build on your, on your next accomplishment and to me, more importantly, you can sh share that perspective with others, yeah. right? So I think that's really important. Well, Julie, thanks again for doing the show. I think we could go on for another three <laughs> hours and, and chat, but maybe we'll schedule that for our, our next podcast. Yeah. So we talked a lot of great stuff today. If people want to reach out, find out more about RBC, about some of the stuff from Code Genetics, the Onward, all that kind of great stuff. What's the best way to get in touch? Uh, probably the best way is through your group benefits advisor and then through our sales consultant. The team across Canada is certainly there to uh, reach out. Robin Bailey at Aria Benefits, just in case you wanted to, wanted to know. Yeah, probably the easiest way. Of course, we have information online, and certainly if people want to reach out that, that to me directly as well, that's totally fine. All right, very good. Well, that does it for today, friends. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show. Love to hear your feedback, so keep it coming. All of our podcasts get put up to iTunes or whatever podcatcher you happen to use. We also put them at our website, www.ariabenefits.ca, and you can reach me always at rbailey at rebenefits.ca or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Benefits Corner.